Time to go to work, y'all. Welcome to our first official Kingdom podcast, where we believe in the messages and ministerial model of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, preaching the good news of the Kingdom of God. A place where we pray, praise, and give you strategic plan to defeat the enemy. We intend to bring clarity and understanding of God's word, his love, his kingdom, and purpose life of Jesus the Christ, because Jesus is Lord. Please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And don't forget to tell somebody about us. I'm reading from John chapter 14, starting at verse number 30. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, and it reads, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince of the world is coming, and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him and he has no power over me. He calls him the genius, the evil genius ruler of this world. 31, but Satan is coming and I do as the father has commanded me so that the world may know, be convinced even that I love the father And that I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I act in full agreement with his orders. Rise, let us go away from here. I will be reading from Jeremiah chapter 23, starting at verse 1. Woe to the pastors who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will they be missing, declares the Lord. I'm reading Ezekiel chapter 3, starting at verse 16. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning for me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die. 
and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their evil ways, they will die for their sin, but you will have saved yourself. Again, when a righteous person turns from their righteousness and do evil, and I put a stumbling block before them, they will die. Since you did not warn them, they will die for their sin. The righteous things that person did will not be remembered. And I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the righteous person not to sin, they do not sin, they will surely live because they took warning. And you will have saved yourself. The hand of the Lord was on me there. And he said to me, get up, go out to the plain, and there I will speak to you. So I got up and went out to the plain, and the glory of the Lord was standing there, like the glory I had seen by the Kebar River, and I fell down face down. Then the spirit came into me and raised me up to my feet. He spoke to me and said, go shut yourself inside your house. And you, son of man, they will tie with ropes. You will be bound so that you cannot go out among the people. I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be silent and unable to rebuke them. For they are a rebellious people. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth. And you shall say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Whoever will listen, let them listen. And whoever will refuse, let them refuse. For they are a rebellious people. Listen, people. I'm reading from John chapter 14, starting at verse number 30. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And it reads, I will not talk with you much more for the prince of the world is coming and he has no claim on me he has nothing in common with me there is nothing in me that belongs to him and he has no power over me he calls him the genius the evil genius ruler of this world 31 but satan is coming and I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know, be convinced even, that I love the Father and that I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I act 
in full agreement with his orders. Rise, let us go away from here. Listen, people. As a pastor, a preacher, I know what it is to prophesy, lay hands, do revivals, all of those things. But what I am sick of, I'm being transparent to help somebody. I am sick and tired of pastors and leaders that have this great career in ministry, have made a lot of money, has lived a lavish life, a luxury life, and have traveled the world. But when it's time for them to leave this world, but you have not prepared yourself to meet the Lord. Jesus was preparing himself to be crucified, preparing himself to fulfill his father's will by being the sacrificial lamb offering for our sins. And before this happened, to the devil, have I partnered with the devil in helping him to accomplish what he want to happen in this earth? Have I been deceiving people with my gift, my anointings, my talent? Have I been using the gospel just to collect money and not heal broken hearts and not preach to the poor, not set the captives free? Have I not been the one to open up the eyes of the blind, to give them revelations that come straight from heaven that can't no man give you in a university have I been the one to preach to them the acceptable year of the Lord why are we why are we waiting for the government to do what the church had been ordained to do it is on us to deal with the homeless it is on us to deal with the brokenhearted it is on us to deal with those who are depressed it's on us to deal with those who have been rejected it's on us to deal with those who feel like they have no hope and I'm tired of people going to church on Sunday and when they come out the door they still have not been delivered from their problems they still biting their nails and nervous Jesus talks about the shepherd the good shepherd why why do we continue to do these things as if we're not going to be accountable we're living in a time of no accountability the words say in the last days men will become lovers of themselves. There is so much vanity going on it should make you want to spit up and puke. Before Jesus started his ministry, he went to be baptized by John just like a sinner. He who had no sin submitted himself to the will of God as an example and he went and was baptized by John he submitted the creator submitted to his own creation he's not asking us to do what he is not willing to do he's not asking us to do what he has not already done he is our example and so he went down to the Jordan to be baptized that means to repent and John said, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is no sin in you. There was no sin. You should be the one baptizing me. He said, John, do it. That all may be fulfilled. We have to be an example. We cannot show the people that we are so righteous, that we are so holy, that we don't have to submit to the ways of God. Do it, John. And the word say immediately when he came up out of the water, the heavens open up and the spirit of the Lord descended as a dove and it spoke out and say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
And the word says straightway he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights hadn't eaten anything, the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And he was trying to get Jesus to use his anointing to save himself, to use his gift to feed himself. And Jesus responded with the word, man should not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Do you know in the last days the devil is deceiving the preachers and the pastors to try to live off of the bread alone and mixing it with the word? But Jesus did not perform that miracle to save himself. If you read the word, he saved that same miracle later when he was ministering to 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. And when they were hungry after listening to him preach for two and three days straight, he used that miracle to feed the multitudes. The next temptation. It says that the devil took Jesus up to a high mountain. Showed him all of the glories And kingdoms of the world That's like the music industry The movie industry The modeling industry Wall Street Businesses Everything about being rich And the glory that comes with being rich He showed it to him In our days and time it's being pastors or doing ministry. We think it's about being a star when we're supposed to be servants. And Jesus is leaving on record the example of what we need to do before we even start ministry. We go to school. We go to Bible college. We talk about how many degrees we had. But what we should be teaching people is how we conquered that devil in the wilderness when he came to us to tempt us to use the word of God for propaganda, to use the word of God for gain and profit and monetary and money and to have a glorious life. And so Jesus responds, I will worship the Lord my God and him only will I serve. That's why people can make records and be superstars and degrade women and destroying the family structure while violently destroying our community and our people. And then you're going to say, I want to give honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for an award that promoted bowing down to the devil and destroying the people. They know that Lucifer is running that industry Satan even said to him this He said isn't this mine Haven't this been given to me To do with it Whatever I will Because when he was cast down From heaven from eternity Into this world Our world that we love so much This world is governed by time Eternity has no time God is in the past, the present, and the future all at one time in eternity. But the devil is actually here doing time. And why he's doing time? He's manipulating people to do time with him.
Because when it's time for him to be judged, he don't want to stand there by himself. He want to take as many people as he can with him. So he's actually serving time, putting together gangs and followers, if you will. And that devil is going to be charged with a RICO. And you ain't getting nothing out of it. But some stuff in time that you can't keep You don't think the devil know that you can't keep So when he say isn't this mine the gift to whom I will It's because he got it from Adam in the garden It was almost like playing a poker game And Adam played that game and he lost He got kicked out of the garden He got kicked out of his place he lost his authority, but Jesus came back to claim it. And he did. And he overcame the third temptation. It says, and the devil took him to the high pinnacle in Jerusalem of the temple. Look, the holy city. Why the pinnacle of the temple? Because he was letting us know, I got the preachers too. I have the priests too. I have so many of them working for me too. And he takes them to the holy city, to the pinnacle. He said, now, if you're the son of God, isn't it written in the scripture? See, the devil knows the word too. He came from heaven. He was with the word. He knows the word. He said, isn't it written that before your feet would dash against a stone, that the angels he give charge of you will lift you up? Do you think it's by chance our suicide rate is so high? How long can we continue to go this way? Jesus said in response, he gave him the word. He said, you should not tempt the Lord your God. And the Bible says after this, the devil left him for a season. I call it going back to the drawing board because what worked with all the others did not work with this man and the devil had to go and put together another plan I see it like this he got beat up and banged up and he had to go get tended to and I can see the demon say man what in the world happened to you because he's the master I've never seen nobody whip you beat you what 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 and this is at the start of Jesus ministry and it says, and the angels came and ministered to him. That's very important. Take that note. Because the angels that ministered to Jesus used to be the angels that used to be under Lucifer's authority in heaven before he got cast down. And now Jesus is on a mission to fix what was broken. To reconcile man back to God. And he's demonstrating the only way to do it is to repent it's not by chance my god that god left that on record the angels ministered to him rather than bank of america the angels ministered to him rather than wells fargo the angels ministered to him not kroger gucci and designer clothes i'm sick and tired of bishops and pastors and prophets getting on platforms and bragging about their designer clothes and the car that they drive. You mean to tell me that you have no conviction 
that just maybe, just maybe the designer clothes that you are wearing, that the designer never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, never heard the gospel of the kingdom. Their children, their children's children running around, everybody chasing vanity. No one was richer than King Solomon and King Solomon came to his end and he said, I'm vexed in my spirit because I realized that all that I had, the man had so much that he had vineyards and properties that he never even visited. They just kept bringing him reports of what was given, what was his, what he owned, how accomplished that he was. And it felt good for a while. But let me let you in on a little secret. Why pastors and prophets and preachers are chasing rich, old money, the true wealthy of this world. They have a secret. They wish they could live forever. They wish that it did not have to come to an end. And Solomon met that crossroad. He wasn't dying but he had matured enough to have a reality check. I'm not the young kid anymore. I'm not that young king running around. He had a thousand wives. I'm not that young king anymore that can serve all of these women and fulfill my desires every day. Now I'm dealing with reality. I have more years behind me than I have in front of me. There is no fool like an old fool. And I see these old preachers and pastors still preaching and talking about money. If money is the answer, then I need to join up with billionaires like Warren Buffett. I need to join up with real billionaires. People have conquered this thing and have old money. Then let Trump be your pastor. If it's about money. But the apostles showed us by example and way of Jesus Christ that you have to be careful. After Christ had been crucified and resurrected, Peter as an apostle appointed by Jesus, he now he's preaching the gospel. And he's entering to the gates of the temple in the holy city. Where the pastor not paying these people no mind and the preachers and the bishops can walk past and not pay them any mind. But the Bible said, he said, Peter looked upon him and he was begging. The lame man was asking for money and he was begging. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I don't have no money for you. But what do I have for you? Is Jesus Christ. I have salvation for you. I have a way for you. I have something that will change your life, not just in time, but in eternity. And it's not God's will for you to be lame. It's not even God's will for you to be broke. But you got to get focused on what matters. God's will for you right now ah, is to walk. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And immediately strength came into the man and he rose up and he walked and he was tempted to worship Peter as a God. And Peter said, no, 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 no. Don't worship me. I did not do it. But this same Jesus that works through me is working through you.
And in other words, you need to keep your focus. My God, you need to keep your focus. Don't let the devil make a fool of you because I'm sick and tired of seeing pastors and preachers when it's their time to leave this world after they have done all of these things and so-called are accomplished. Satan stands at the foot of their sick bed. And now he's saying, the people don't know. They sheep. They gullible. They don't know. But you know. I know. God knows. The demons know. And the angels know. That you bow down to me in private. And it is me. Who gave you the glories of this world. It is me who made you famous. It is me who made you popular. It is me that opened up the doors for you. That's why when you was preaching. You dare not utter out of your mouth. Satan come out of him. Satan come out of her. Because you can preach a good word. But you can't walk that word. Because you got a secret If I tell Satan to come out of them How can Satan cast out Satan Jesus said Because if Satan start going around casting out Satan He said then his kingdom will be divided It will be weak Then it will have to come down But Satan is too wise for that He's a wise serpent He's too wise for that So he makes sure that when he comes He comes with a deal in his hand And he's offering people In and out of church Saved and unsaved Rich and poor Now the new move is To every poor person Everybody want to be the coach to get you rich. Do you know that everybody was not meant to be rich in this world? And so that's why we have lost one of our greatest values to serve. Because we want to be served. That's what fortune and riches are. That, that feeling of going in and ordering everybody around and throwing money around and throwing money at them to feel important. But if you could see, if you were allowed to be in the room, if you could be a fly on the wall and see how famous people leave and rich people leave here and how now they are struggling with now the most valuable thing that they are left with. That's going to make it over because their money not going, their accounts not going, their bank not going, their houses not going, their cars not going, their jewelry, their designer clothes are not going, their shoes not going. All of the things that they worship, all of these false gods that they worship. Now they have a reality check. They are going before the one who created them. And now they have to give an account for the gift of life that he gave them amongst other gifts. How did you use your gift? One of the worst things that you can do when you leave this world is to stand before God as a false prophet. As a pastor, a shepherd, 
a leader that all you did was chase money. In the name of Jesus Christ, you did it. I'm blowing the trumpet. I'm blowing the trumpet. That's why when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because he didn't want his peers, he didn't want anyone to see him, but he knew there was something different about Jesus. And as Jesus preached, his eyes begin to come open. The blindness, the scales begin to drop off his eyes. And Nicodemus, a prominent man, well-to-do, wealthy, rich, a Pharisee, one of the priests, esteemed preachers and priests of the temple of Jerusalem, the holy city. And he comes to Jesus and he asks him questions. He said, he speaks to him. He said, I know that you have to be a teacher sent from God because no man can do the things that you do. Except God be with him. He said, but I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm kind of confused because you not endorsed by us. You didn't come through our schools. You don't run in our circle and you're not even showing no riches. You're sleeping from pillar to post. Christ even said, he said, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but I, the son of man, have not a place to lay my head. It means that he did not have a deed with his name on it. He who walked among us as God didn't even have time for possessions because he was so busy. My God, I feel the presence of God. Making sure that we got the message That we need to be reconciled back to our God We need to be reconciled back to God our Father We need to be restored back to the true family And understand this please If anyone does not make it to the kingdom When they take their last breath They were not your friend They were not your family it was just alone in time because Jesus tells us the purpose even of the devil is to bring all of this in so it can be judged, so it can be dealt with. Now, let's put this in perspective. Of course, God wants us to be blessed. Of course, it's nothing wrong with having things. Just don't let things have you. There are people who have walked away from God over things, over jobs, over money, over possessions. Judas left Jesus because Jesus took too long to show the gold. And some people are with you for the money. Rich pastors can tell you they don't have a lot of people around them that they can trust. Motives. Oh my God. Do you understand that a lot of things that you're reaching for is not what you think it is when you get there? Can you handle it? Can you say no to the devil? Or are you going to sign another contract, another deal that's tied to your soul? We are doing so much. We're doing too much. And do you know the devil has the world believing that there will be no accountability. We are running, believers and unbelievers are running with 
at funerals, rest in peace. Don't you know they can't hear you? Do you not know that the priest, the preacher, the one that's eulogizing the funeral has no authority and power to send them nowhere? A committal at the burial site is just that you're committing the remains to the ground. He say, he say to Adam, the curse, he say, cursed is the ground for your sake from dust you came and to dust you shall return. But God cursed the ground. He didn't curse the man. Man cursed himself when he decided to continue to disobey God because his soul that lives forever has a chance and we are allowing the enemy to deceive us in this dust we're beautifying this dust glamorizing this dust glorifying this dust and don't you know it's just dust have you ever seen a light like a spotlight being on stages being on stages you get to see when the spotlight shines through the room looks one way without the spotlight and that light is so powerful that when it shines through the first time that I had performed in the civic center I had to look I was looking at the light not at the light itself but the beam of the light and I saw so many particles and so much dust that I kept blinking thinking that my focus, my vision had been marred or something. And I kept blinking and I was looking. And I kept looking at the beam. And I said, is that only the dust and dirt in this arena? Let me tell you what Lucifer knew. He was called the son of the morning. The bright and morning star. He lost his place. He lost his light. So while he's doing time, he uses the people of God for his light to shine, to make him something great that he's not. We need to understand this that in the light of God, no matter what designer clothes we wear, what kind of car we drive, what kind of house we live in, the restaurants that we go to eat and we feeling so good about it. But when somebody is really anointed, when God is really present and the glory of God comes in the room, we look just like all of that dust that was in the beam that got revealed by the light, by the beam of the light. You're going to leave this world dust. And you're going to allow Satan to make you think that you're more than dust. Without Christ, we are nothing. You know, speaking like this, I don't preach for money. I'm a trumpet blower. And the words that's in my mouth are not my own. But God put them there. He said, how can they hear my God without a preacher? And how can you preach if you haven't been sent? So it's a lot of people preaching. But when God say, he said, how can they hear without a preacher? He's talking about the one that he called. He's talking about the one that he ordained. He's talking about the one, the one that's in his will to do the work. 
That's what he's talking about. He's saying, how can you preach if you haven't been sent? There are a people that God is sending his true preachers to. And if you are in a revival and they're asking you money for money before they preach the word, that revival is not for your soul. That revival is for someone's bank account. That's why the church don't have the power of the first church. Because we, we are, we are so infatuated with anointings. Oh my God, he is so anointed. She is so anointed. True. But don't you know that Lucifer is anointed as well? Anointed to do what? The anointing is a supernatural power given to your natural to get the job done. So when you are anointed by God and you're doing the work of God, the anointing will destroy yokes. But if you are an enemy of God, your anointing is used for you. It's used to supernaturally mesmerize and put people under spells and to pull in monies to take care of you. And no yokes have been destroyed. So ask this question. If you are anointed, it is possible to be anointed but rejected Saul, King Saul was anointed, but it's clear in the word. It said that God had utterly rejected him. But listen, God did not repossess the anointing because once God anoints you, that's your anointing. It has your spiritual fingerprint. It has your spiritual DNA all over it. It has your scent. And not only that, it keeps a record of what you have used it for. Your anointing, good or evil, is like your accountant that stays with you all the time, keeping count of what you use the anointing for. And so God does not repossess anointings and give other people your anointing because now your record going to get mixed with my record and my record going to get mixed with somebody else's record and God say no 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 you have your own record so your anointing it's like being in a company having a company car you keep record of the gas the maintenance the mileage where you have gone to what you have used the car for if you have a corporate card you keep track of what you spend you're not going to use your corporate card to pay your light bill to pay your mortgage, your rent, to buy you some clothes for you. No, everything that you use that corporate card for is keeping a record that it was used for what purpose? And it better had been used for the company's business. Imagine using a corporate card from Walmart but using it to pay for stuff at Target, Walmart's competition, 
And when the accountant look at the records, they're going to say, well, what was this charge for? And what was this charge for? And what was this charge for? And what was this charge for? Because what he's saying is none of these charges are company related. Do you think that you can use your anointing or I can use my anointing and the great accountant, the CPA of heaven, which is God, one day he's going to have me and you to give an account to how we use the anointing. And he's going to run up all of these charges and say none of these charges are kingdom related, not my kingdom. They were used for another kingdom, but not my kingdom. Satan is the enemy of the will of God. And you helped him. You enforced him and empowered him for a takeover. That's why the words say the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent takers by force. Let me back up a little bit. It first says since the days of John. That's important. That's important. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence taken by force. Why? Because John was a Levite. And you may not know how important that was, but John was born from the tribe of Moses. John was a Levite. His father was a Levitical priest. His mother was a Levite. John was a Levite indeed. And Levites did not have to labor and work for money. Because their inheritance came from God They received tithes and offerings from 11 tribes So that's why the Pharisees were so rich and so wealthy And what Jesus saying is Since the days of John to this Is because John walked away from all of the riches And all of the glory that came with the temple John would not wear designer clothes John did not wear designer shoes I'm not against those things. Hear me out. But I want you to know the difference. I, I want to open up your eyes so you can at least see the difference. So when somebody is preaching to you that you can know he's saying Jesus, but it's Lucifer speaking through him. I want your eyes and your ears to come open. Blessed are the ear that hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say. Blessed are the eyes that can see and perceive. That this man is not after my money, but this man is after my soul that it may be saved in these last days. And John walked away from all riches, all fame. John never went back to a dinner, a breakfast, an anniversary, a party. A revival The Passover He didn't do with none of those things So they said John has a devil John went down to the Jordan And John had one message Never performed a miracle Because he was one And his message was repent For the kingdom of God Is at hand It has been made Available To this generation To you God has made a way My God And it had not been made Since the fall of man in the garden But God has now made a way For mankind And God To be reconciled To fix this mess It's all he wants from you See it wouldn't be fair If he, he said 
bring me a thousand, five thousand, get in this line. You know, God got a word for you. I need a thousand people to give me a thousand dollars. I need, I need, I need two thousand, three thousand people to give me five hundred. I need ten thousand people to give me twenty dollars. And so now I got something in between the word and my deliverance is money. And so what if I don't have the ten thousand, the thousand, the five hundred? So you're telling me that the word that you said that God gave you to bring to me, now I'm not going to get the benefits of that word. I'm not going to get delivered because I don't happen to have $500. God don't play them kind of games. But the devil does. God don't need your money. That was set in place for us to take care of the ministry. To book Joseph Bryce, author, speaker, and pastor. For speaking engagements, contact us at info at kingdomrights2.org And for further information regarding the ministry, visit our website at kingdomrights2.org Jesus